Do we have a clip of Doug Ford? I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I don't want to be a buzzkill, but this buck of beer plan, it like it smacks of like, I'd like to get um, elected for student council. And so what I'm going to do is put beer in the soda machines or like beer in the water fountains. I mean, a buck of beer. Is it really something we needed yet? Do we have a clip of uh, our premier? Here's uh, Premier Ford. People across this province have been asking, no matter where I go, they keep asking this question. Ontario, the day you've been waiting for is finally here. We're bringing back a buck of beer to Ontario. <laughs> I like anything that takes the shackles off of industry. So I, I feel like if you can, if you can limit the uh, sort of red tape and other things that are involved in any business. I think especially a business that the government shoves its nose into far too much anyway, being beer and alcohol sales, I would, uh, I, I'm welcoming that move. Yeah, but it's one thing to lower the minimum price of beer. Then if brewers choose to enter a race to the newly created bottom, so be it. But for the Premier of Ontario to actively challenge brewers to sell cheap beer, it seems a bit rich to me. As in rich, as in ridiculous. We're joined now by Tim McLaughlin, who's the director of marketing at Steam Whistle Brewery, just down the way from us here at Chorus Key. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Kelly. Thanks for being here. Now, uh, you guys released a little bit of a statement uh, regarding your stance on Buck of Beer. What are you guys thinking at Steam Whistle? Yeah, I mean, I think from our perspective, we're, we're supportive of the of the move. We we see no issue with, and in fact, we're we're in favor of, um, you know, breweries being able to set their own price. Really, ultimately, what this has done is lowered the floor or the minimum price that breweries can retail for. That's not going to really directly affect our business. Um, you know, we use all natural ingredients for a pure pilsner in a very authentic way, and and, and doing that uh, is quite expensive. So we retail our product in the premium space, as as almost all craft breweries do. So, um, you know. Going to the floor in terms of pricing is not something that's economically viable, nor, uh, you know, we really feel that we, that the effort and time that we put into our product, um, you know, is, is deserving of that premium price. But I guess overall, you know, the government uh, allowing breweries a little bit more leeway to set their own price is fundamentally not a bad thing uh, from our perspective. But I think sort of misses the bigger issue, which is that the price of beer is becoming uh, increasingly expensive and it's going up faster than the amount of disposable income and that I, people have. I do so want to really ask. I do want to ask you about that, but I want to backtrack if we could for just a second because you're the expert on this. So you guys are Steam Whistle is not going to you know uh, do a product that's a spinoff product, uh, you know, a product that will sell for because a lot of breweries are thinking, okay, well, how we'll deal with this is we will um, make a, a cheaper brand of beer, just like a specialty beer that's going to be a buck a brew. And we'll do it that way. Steam Whistle is not going to compromise. Um, and I want to know what exactly goes into brewing a cheaper beer. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the brands. So, so no, we won't be doing that. I mean, we brew and we, we're trying to brew a world class Pilsner. I think we can honestly say after doing this for 18 years, we can make a Pilsner that can compete with the best in the world. And what you see in the discount segment, which is largely where Bucca Beer is, is a lot of products that are made with uh, adjuncts and and ingredients they're not traditional beer ingredients things like high fructose corn syrup foam stabilizers so a lot of the products that you would see retailed in that discount segment don't uh use 100 percent all natural ingredients and so that's really the main distinction and, and it doesn't make economically viable sense to be able to invest all of that money in sort of the quality of your product and be able to retail that price it's just just not viable if you're- you do understand if you're going to use a, a substitute av- uh, you know additive like a high fructose corn syrup um, and a foam enhancer, commonly used in those discount beers. You don't have to advertise that. You don't have to put that anywhere on your beer label, do you? 
it's a great point. I think it's something that we're certainly advocating for a lot. And you'll see on Seamless's new packaging, we have a nutritional facts and, and an ingredient label, which for some reason, and there's no good reason for this, uh, the beer industry or the alcohol industry is the only segment of the food and beverage industry where you don't have to list your ingredients on a label. And so we really do feel that that would be uh, both from you know, a consumer standpoint, but also uh, people that are brewing beer the all-natural way, uh, a great advantage for uh, people to have more transparency in terms of what's actually going into these products. There are a lot of people that say, you know, high fructose uh, corn syrup, not good for us. I mean, we should be avoiding those things. So really what they're doing, you know, and I'm sure they didn't think this through, but if you're allowing uh, beer companies to put that in and and we're not able to know what's the ingredient for this buck of beer, you're basically uh, allowing, you know, people that can't afford a premium beer, you're giving them a product that's, that's not only substandard, but could be less beneficial for them. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we believe in, in brewing beer the traditional way, the, the way it's been brewed for centuries. You've seen over the last 30 years that a lot of breweries, and this is not something that's unique to the actual discount segment. You actually see a lot of products that are even so-called premium imports and domestic premium beers that, that use some of these industrialized methods. So I think people would be surprised to see that this is a practice that's not only you know, used in that discount segment. Tim McLaughlin's on the line. He's the director of marketing at Steam Whistle Brewing. Tim, you mentioned reducing the minimum way, uh, minimum price which beer can be sold at. It's going to do little to address the affordability issue. So this is, you know, this is really a, it's a quick solution because beer is going to increase. What are the factors increasing the cost of beer? Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen uh, a federal, the federal excise tax, the production tax on beer. It's been escalating twice a year over the last several years and is slated to do so for the next couple of years. So those are, those are prices that are really, unfortunately, passed on to the consumer. We also see at the provincial level an escalation in terms of the volume levies that we're paying. So ultimately, those are some of the fundamental issues that are responsible for the price of beer going up. And we recognize that you know, consumers are, you know, are increasingly price sensitive when it comes to beer. So for the first time ever this summer, we've put our beer on sale. So it's $12 or $2 off a 12-pack of Seamus at the beer store right now, $0.25 cents off a, a, a 473-mil can because we understand that Unfortunately, the price of beer is going up faster than people's disposable income, and that's long-term going to be an issue that, that will face the industry overall. Aluminum tariffs aren't going to help either. Yeah, there's no doubt that some of our raw material costs through some of the uh, tariffs that have been imposed on aluminum have increased our, the costs on some of our cans. That So far, we've been able to absorb that and not pass that out to the consumer, but if we see continued increases there, you're going to see almost every brewery have to, unfortunately, pass some of those, those costs on to consumers. Tim, the Premier has said what they're going to do is they are going to give uh, breweries incentive for the buck of beer and that they'll give you special shelf space, maybe end of shelf spaces, maybe some of those shelf extenders where you can put your product out uh, so that people are aware of it uh, in the LCBO. And it would give you a little bit of an advantage, you being the brewer that came up with the buck of beer brew and decided to jump on board with the, the Premier's plan here. How does that make you feel, you know, as a premier, premium beer brewer? I mean, you're not going to get that special treatment. Does it bother you yeah. at all? You know what? I think what's encouraging is it's clear that the premier understands how passionate Ontarians are about beer and has put beer at, at the top of the agenda. It's something he's very focused on. And so that particular, uh, you know, piece of legislation or that, that what they're suggesting there isn't necessarily going to benefit us. But there are some other things that have, have been discussed, like further deregulation of the industry, um, you know, potential for uh, other people, including craft breweries, to open their own stores. Those are the kind of things that we really think will help continue to create a, a thriving environment for, for craft beer in this province. So 
even though there, there are specific things that won't necessarily benefit us, we, we do appreciate the fact that the Ontario government is, is putting clear, uh, you know, as one of its top priorities and, and, you know, it's a big part of the discussion right now. So, um, you know, we're hopeful that some of the other changes that have been discussed will, will come to pass and it'll create even more opportunity for locally owned independent companies. You know, so much of this industry is controlled over 90% by, you know, large foreign multi, foreign-owned multinational companies. So we need to do whatever we can to help ensure that, you know, that the segment of the industry that's controlled and owned by, you know, your friends and neighbours, independent Canadian Ontario uh, operations have the ability to, to create an environment where they can succeed. Could this actually help you guys? I mean, you premium brewers, because if we're talking about a substandard beer using, you know, ingredients like high fructose corn syrup and foam enhancers uh, in a discount beer, would that not make your beer taste even tastier? <laughs> we certainly think it does. And I think that um, for us, it's, it's really about education. It's about changing the way that people think about beer. I don't think a lot of people have really considered what goes into their product. And we kind of see a parallel, at least. But with what we're trying to do, our, our new slogan is Pure Pilsner. We're really talking about purity in the context of, of our beer. And I think, you know, there's kind of a parallel in terms of what A&W has done in the burger category. You know, they've talked about no hormones, no antibiotics. Ultimately, it's really changed. It's still a fast food burger. It's kind of changed the conversation around the category. But you feel a little bit better about making that choice, knowing that, uh, number one, you, you know what's going into your beer. But more importantly, you know the things that you don't want to be consuming are not going into your beer. Well, Tim, uh, our producer, Chris Creston, just said that uh, that sounds like a, quite a good combo you could get in on. Well, just yeah, marry yourself so. up with A&W. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to do that directly. But, I mean, for us, it's about making, as I said, a world-class beer the all-natural way. I think we can confidently say you're not going to find a pure, more delicious Pilsner in the province of Ontario. So that's that's what we're focused on and trying to spread that word with as many great Canadians and Ontarians as possible. All right. Well, the word's out there, at least on this program. I appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Tim. Tim McLaughlin, Director of Marketing at Steam Whistle Brewery. They're not jumping on this buck of beer trend uh, that, you know, uh, Ford says will likely be uh, in the LCBO and available to you Canadians by the final long weekend of summer.